<laughs> oh man, yeah, well, we're going to have revival today, aren't we? <laughs> Get some rest. Well, it's Labor Day weekend, and uh, uh, it, it was kind of fun. I was researching, uh, I was researching different uh, stories that kind of gave the origin of Labor Day, and there's actually a few, and nobody knows which one is correct. And, um, but, but the whole point of this holiday this weekend is to kind of celebrate the labor force, and we do so by hopefully everybody getting a day off and, and getting a little bit of rest. Uh, in fact, the church office will be closed tomorrow, uh, so don't bother me. Uh, <laughs> I kid. Um, uh, but on that, on that thought, I wanted us to take a look at the book of Matthew and uh, specifically go to chapter 11 today. And this will be a real, um, for many of us, a real familiar portion of Scripture. Uh, if you're like me and you've kind of grown up in the church, others of us, it might be kind of new. But uh, my prayer is that God would... Uh, communicate a new message to each of us regardless of how many times we've read and heard the scripture amen and isn't that the power of god's word anyway how he does that all the time and so if you're able to uh would you stand with me as we read god's word together and we are going to look at matthew 11 beginning in verse 28 and we're going to go to verse 30 today are we ready All right. Now, if you don't have your Bible, you can follow along with me uh, on the screen, and I'll have all my scriptures up there. Jesus is talking, and here's what he says. Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Will you pray with me again? Jesus, your word is so powerful. And we ask you, Lord God, that you would speak to all of us here today, no matter who we are, no matter where we come from, no matter what uh, our background might be. Meet us with your word, I pray, as you always do. And Lord, I'll thank you for all that's accomplished here this morning. And we'll praise you and we'll give you thanks. And it's your name we pray. And we all said, Amen. 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 You may be seated. Labor Day. I am old enough to remember the Jerry Lewis telethon. How many of you remember that? Okay. Some of you, some of you, you know, millennials and generation Zers, you may not know, but it, Jerry Lewis, uh, the, the comedian, uh, would always have a telethon, uh, about a 24 or 30 hour telethon, uh, to take money, donations, for, uh, to fight muscular dystrophy. And he would bring a who's who of bad movies uh, into Las Vegas. And, and they, would, they would sing, they would tap dance, and they would... And, it would always be my goal to watch as much of the Jerry Lewis telethon as I possibly could. Uh, I don't know why. To this day, I don't know why, because I am not a better person because of it whatsoever. 
All I did was lose sleep, is what I did. Um, and I'm watching Jerry Lewis go, hey, lady. And uh, he's a, he was a genius. Uh, and, and I would sometimes forget what the whole point of uh, this whole weekend was. And it was to, again, honor our labor force and try to give people a, th- a three-day weekend to get some rest. It was on those thoughts that I thought, you know what, I, I bet the Lord would love to communicate to his people that he really is a true source of rest. And I want to talk about that today. Um, I'm not necessarily going to say this is the way for you to get eight hours of sleep solid. Um, rather, I, I, I want to go a little bit deeper than that. Okay. Um, I believe that Jesus is offering rest to each and every one of us. Can you say amen? And I believe that the words that Jesus communicated in this, uh, in this teaching that he gave in Matthew chapter 11, it applies to us here today. And uh, one thing I've noticed, <laughs> in fact, I will tell you when I... <laughs> I, I posted a picture of myself on social media um, because I'm egotistical. But, but I, I, no, I, I pictured a, 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 an old picture, what I thought was an old picture. And I looked like, I looked really young. I looked real young. And it turns out it was only like three years ago. <laughs> I'm like going to my wife and said, I'm so sorry. <laughs> you have to deal with this every day. And uh, it was mind-blowing. I, I think the last few years have most definitely taken their toll on a lot of people. I really do. Uh, pastors, church leaders, um, but not just us. I mean, all of us. We, we've, seen, we've seen a lot. We've been through a lot. We've experienced a lot in the last few years. And what I've sensed, uh, just as I've interacted with people, is that there's a lot of weary folks, a lot of tired folks, a lot of angry people, and a lot of emotion. We had a very polarized um, political season for a while. I'm sure that's going to get better. Um, <laughs> Then we had this pandemic, and, and however you respond to that, not to mention what maybe uh, for our Bethel Church family, what some of us have faced personally, whether there was a pandemic or not, whether there was a crazy election season or not, it, it, what we've gone through personally. And I think after a while, there's this, there's this weariness that can, that can really take its toll on us. And, and I thought, wow, Phil, what in the world happened to you? Then I thought, oh... Yeah, it's been quite a few years. And I don't think I'm alone. I don't think I'm alone. And uh, in many ways, physically, I have tried to get much more rest uh, and not feel guilty about it. And that's my problem sometimes. Because you're, you're looking at a self-confessed uh, workaholic. Uh, I... I 
I'm not comfortable unless I'm doing not just something, more than one thing at one time. And if I'm not doing like two or three things at one time, I think I'm unproductive. And I just don't know that we are wired to be that way. What I might consider as an asset and a wonderful character trait can actually, can actually take its toll. And that brings me back to our scripture. I, I think the Lord is looking at the American church, Bethel church, to you individually, and he's saying, I want to give you rest. I want to touch your life so you're not so weary and burdened. And I want to unpack these verses real quick for you here today. So, let, let's, look at, uh, let's look at three parts. I, I've kind of unpacked this in three parts today, okay? Uh, first of all, let's take a look at the recipients of this teaching. The people whom Jesus was talking to. Because they're not unlike us. <laughs> in fact, Jesus is also talking to us. Here's verse 28 again. Okay, verse 28, he says this. Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened. Weary and burdened. Let's talk about the weary. Uh, Has life worn you down? Has life made you tired? Uh, There are a lot of things that can contribute to this. Uh, Maybe... Uh, a change in your life. Um, I know being uh, a, a, a father of a young man, I can look back now at the different seasons that we had where there would be different demands at different times, where there are locker s- schedules and practices and, and juggling my work life with that. And, and then there was different demands here at the church, you know, Thankfully, when the pandemic came, my job got easy. It didn't. It actually got tougher. In fact, I'm working harder now, I think, than I've ever worked in my life because everything changed. Everything changed. Live stream, I hated this idea until that stupid pandemic came. But now it's like God's using this for us to bless people, not just here in the Akron area, but other parts of the state and actually other parts of the country. And it's crazy, the responses that we get. And, 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 but how many of you know that doing all this, it could really make you tired, right? Some of us, our lives have changed dramatically just in the last few years. That gets tiring. I don't like change. How about you? I, why can't things just stay the same? And they don't. And then when life evolves, that gets a little tiring. Maybe you're worried from difficulties that you face personally. I've prayed with some of you when you've been in some pretty bad moments. Challenges in your family, challenges to your health, challenges to your job. I see a lot of testimonies in this place of God bringing you through a lot of things in this place. But that can get a little tiring, can't it? Uh, 
Maybe just the demands that you have right now. Maybe God's given you more responsibility in your job. Uh, that can be tiring. Now, I'm not here to depress you, okay? It's like, well, glad I came to church. Uh, but let's be straight with each other. Sometimes we get very weary for different reasons. And Jesus calls out to the weary. He says, I can, I can speak to that. I can deal with that. He also identifies not only the weary, but he also identifies the burdened, my version says. The burdened. Here's an interesting fact. You ready for this? Uh, about the people of that day. Now, how many of you know the name of the, of the religious leaders at that time? Jesus always had a, <laughs> a bunch of confrontations with them. They were, they were the Pharisees, okay? Get this. The Pharisees literally added over 600 regulations to the law, 600 extra things to the law, just in regard to whether you're working on the Sabbath or not. Talk about burdened. Remember when they would accuse Jesus uh, of, of breaking the Sabbath? Or he would heal somebody on the Sabbath. Ah, you broke the Sabbath. And that guy that was crippled, he's carrying his mat around. That's work. He's in trouble. I mean, it was that crazy. And, and these people were working, not working, trying to live in situations like that. Constantly burdened by this religion. Burdened by religion. Can I speak to the people today that maybe have felt that serving God is really burdensome? It's like, well, you know, I would really, really like to do this. I'd really like to do that. And blah, blah, blah. And, 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 and oh, now I can't do that. And I can't do that. Oh, I got to do this. And I, and I got to do that. And I got to. And, and what happens, some of you were brought up in that kind of a environment where your faith was based on how you dressed, your faith was based on how you looked. I, I, no, I won't say that. Uh, your faith was based on so many things that really don't matter for eternity. Some of us maybe have this idea that serving God is just too difficult. I can't do it. I can't do it. I, I got my good moments. But then, oh man, it's just, it's so hard for me to do. And Jesus would look at you and he'd say, you know what? I could take care of that burden. See, because here's what I know about Jesus Jesus is not about religion, he's about relationship. He is not about a list of rules and a daily checklist that you have to check off in order to make him happy. And if you don't, you're in trouble. We see Jesus as like this traffic cop who 
sets up the speed trap, you know, behind the billboard. And he's waiting on you. He's waiting on you to go 56 and a 55. Where hell will be your destination. Gotcha! Yes! And that's our view of God. He can't wait to nail us. And none of that's true. And some of our concept of God gets so messed up. And you know what that does spiritually to you? It'll wear you out. I'm reminded that Jesus has come to give us life and life more abundantly. And I don't believe it's Jesus' intention for us to make a relationship with him anything more than what he makes it. Here's the problem. A lot of people make getting to heaven a lot tougher than Jesus made it. Man, that was good. And we get burdened by that. So to those of you who are weary and tired because life has just hit you, or maybe even trying to serve God has been so wearying to you and burdened, and it's really weighed you down, you don't think you can do it, Jesus, Jesus can speak to that. And that leads me to number two, because we see the recipients, and it's probably a lot of us in here, the weary, the burdened, but then what's our reaction to that? Like I said, if I just left this message off at point number one, ooh, well, that'd be a little depressing, but thankfully there's a way that we can react to this. If we recognize this, if we recognize that we are worn out, that we are tired, if we recognize that it's been more religion than relationship with Jesus, then I think we have some words that we can hang on to. Look at verse 28 again, but then I'm going to go to verse 29. Here's what he says. Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you, I'll explain that. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. What do we do when we're so worn out like this? When life has exhausted us? When our concept of God has depleted us? What, what, do, we, what do we do? Let me show you. First of all, there's what I call a turning. Jesus has come to me. God really hit me with this one this week. Come to me. May I ask, who do you go to when you are exhausted and tired and life has hit you? Do you go to the correct person or thing? See, because here's the deal. And and I have friends that used to be, used to be in full-time ministry. Okay? But they got so tired and so exhausted and so frustrated and so whatever you want to call it, that what they did, they turned to the wrong person. They turned to the wrong thing. I have good friends 
who were lead pastors. One became an alcoholic. Carried around a water bottle like this, except it was vodka. This is water. <laughs> All this conduct is natural, none of this is chemical. Can you imagine? Oh my goodness. Lord, thank you. And, and, and another one, another dear friend, uh, he, 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 turned, he, he turned to other women and would have multiple affairs, sometimes right in the church. Am I excusing any of this behavior? Absolutely not. But had they only turned to the right source. Jesus says, come to me. Don't don't fall off into some sin. Don't go to where your addictions can get the best of you. Don't go to where your desires can destroy you. You need to come to me. If you're exhausted, if you're tired, if you're weary, if you're burdened, the only person for you to go to is Jesus. That's your source. Whom do you turn to? Who do you turn to? You gotta turn to Jesus. Otherwise, otherwise, your weariness will shipwreck your faith and maybe destroy your family and all of a sudden destroy your life. Nothing wrong with having good friends. But before you go to your good friends, go to Jesus. Nothing wrong with going to the pastor. But before you go to Pastor Phil, you go to Jesus. You go to Jesus first. Jesus says, come to me before you go anywhere else. Come to me. Please don't allow. Even even when on the surface it's good. Please don't allow even a good thing to take the place of Jesus here. Mm. Man, I don't know who that's for, but here's the deal. Some of us, we won't turn to something sinful, but we'll turn to something that on itself is very good, but we'll take Jesus out of the picture, and what happens? We have created an idol, and we're no longer coming to Jesus, so we're going to the, to the wrong place, and that's when destruction takes place. There's a turning. Who do you turn to? Turn to Jesus. Does that make sense? Whew, that's powerful. Secondly, there's, a, there's a, what I call a transferring. There's a turning and there's a transferring. There's a transferring. Pastor, what do you mean? Jesus says in verse 29, I'll read it for you. Take my yoke upon you. Let's stop there. Take my yoke upon you. Now, some of you read that and you think, well, we've got to have eggs. What, what are we talking about? And I love eggs, but that's not what this is about. The picture, <laughs> the, the, the picture is of a, of a what, what would be called a yoke of oxen, okay? You ever see those movies, or maybe you've seen it live, where you might have two cows or 
one ox and then a second ox, and they are bound together while they're plowing the field. They're bound together by what's called a yoke. That big wooden thing that is over them, that's the yoke. And together, the two oxen will plow the field, one usually stronger than the other one. Hmm. And they accomplish what they're supposed to accomplish together. And Jesus says, Jesus is painting this picture and talking about weariness. He said, you're tired? Tell you what. Take my yoke upon you. Why? Because we read later, Jesus says, because my yoke is easy. And my burden is light. In other words, you ready? Jesus is saying, you don't have to carry, I'm not trying to compare you to an ox, by the way. Please don't be offended, okay? But Jesus is saying, Jesus is saying, take my yoke because it's the light one. I'll take the heavy stuff. Jesus says, I'll take the heavy load. Now, mind you, by the way, nobody has been freed from carrying the load that Jesus wants them to carry. See, this is the interesting thing, because American Christianity, a lot of people will say, oh, Lord, take this burden off me. In fact, while you're at it, I don't want any burden whatsoever. I don't want any responsibility whatsoever. I don't want to be touched by this. I don't want to be tired. I don't want things to go rough. I, no. And Jesus doesn't say that. Jesus says, I got a load for you to carry, but it's not the heavy one. Oh, I'll say it again. I got a load for you to carry, but it's not the heavy one. So let's transfer this. You give me the heavy stuff. I'll give you the light stuff. Let's keep on going, and we're going to get this done. Mm. Some of us think that we are called to do all the heavy work because we haven't involved Jesus in our burden. See, unless you come to Jesus and turn to him, you cannot transfer then that heavy weight that you're carrying that you, you ready? That you weren't supposed to carry in the first place. What does that load look like? A lot of it, that load is worry. Because we're carrying a load of worry. And, and what are we doing? We're, we're carrying the burden of stuff that we can't control in the first place. Oh, I hate preaching this stuff because then God's going to like test me on this thing. So here we go. But, but isn't this true? We, 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 we carry this stuff. We worry. As soon as the money goes low, as soon as the kids start acting up, as soon as the symptoms start coming back, what happens? What happens? We're carrying this burden that, that Jesus says, no, 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 no. I'll, I'll do the worrying. 
you, you just be, you just be faithful, <laughs> my little ox. You just be faithful. You just be faithful. You do what you're supposed to do. You be faithful. I'll take care of the rest. Oh, man, this is huge. You be faithful. Let Jesus take care of the rest. I don't know who that's for, but that could be liberating for somebody here today. Let Jesus take care of the rest. There's a turning, there's a transferring, and, and, and don't, don't miss this part. Because there's also a teaching that takes place. I don't want to learn nothing. I just want things to get better. <laughs> Aren't we like that? Just make me happy. I don't need to know anything. I'll be stupid. If it's stupid happy, that's great. And that's not how he does it. The sermon's going way different than what I thought it would today. But there's a teaching. This is a critical part of this scripture. Where Jesus says, take my yoke upon you and learn from me. See, it was interesting, back to the ox picture. Often the way to train a younger, less strong animal was for that animal to be yoked together with a strong, experienced animal. And literally, as the two would be together, the weaker one would learn from the stronger one. Jesus, Jesus says, okay, come to me. Take my yoke upon you. But learn, learn from me. Learn from me. Could it be that when we get weary, the prayers that we should pray, instead of, why am I going through this? How can you do this to me, God? I've heard Christians say this. Maybe we could pray, God, what do you want to show me through this? Because I know you got me. You've not abandoned me. (laughs) We're in this yoke together. So what do you need to teach me? What do I need to learn from you? Church, sometimes it's at these moments in our lives where God's voice is sometimes the loudest. And it might be because that's when we're most apt to listen. What's he saying? What's he trying to tell you? You know, for some of us, he may want to correct us. I'm worn out. I've purchased all this stuff. I've maxed out my credit cards. God, why would you let this happen? I've heard people say that. And I think Jesus would say, you know what? You be faithful. And and while we're together in this yoke, let's talk about that. Maybe you need to be a little wiser with your spending. Maybe you need to no longer put yourself in positions where you're going to get hurt all the time. 
maybe you don't need five soulmates on Facebook. What's he saying? What's he saying? Maybe he just wants to correct your view of him. Maybe instead of saying, you're doing this wrong, maybe he just wants to correct your thinking and just say, you know what, I'm not this evil ogre that you thought I was. In fact, we'll get to that as I close. Maybe I'm not the person that you thought I was. Maybe I'm not the God that you've been brought up to think that I am. And, and, and could it be that God wants to use this moment where you turn to him and transfer the heavy load to him, you take on the light load, and then maybe that's where he wants to teach you, hey, I want your thinking about me to be correct from now on, and here's, here's what I want to show you. I am a healer. I, I am a person who restores. You may not get your way, but I'm still good. What's he saying to you? And I'm going to close with this. There's a reminder. We actually get a couple of reminders about Jesus. Verse 29 and 30, then I'm going to wrap this up. Here's what he says. He says, come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, I'll give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me. For I am gentle and humble in heart. And you will find rest for your souls. Verse 30, which I didn't put on the screen, he says, my yoke is easy, my burden is light. My yoke is easy, my burden is light. Jesus would want you to be reminded today of who he is as a person. He's gentle. He's humble in heart. He's not out to make your life miserable. He's not. He, he, he sent his son to die for you, God did. He loves you. And don't ever doubt that love. Don't ever doubt that. If, if, if you see God in a way that is anything than what his word says that he is, that, then please understand today that God is gentle and humble in heart. Does that mean he's a wimp? No. I can't stand some of these TV depictions of Jesus that I've seen over the years. There's some better ones now. But over the years, not some strong Jewish guy. It's just like this blonde British dude walk around, bless you. What is that? That's not odd. He's gentle and humble, but he's strong. He is strong. He is a warrior. He is a God who fights for us. So don't confuse his humility and don't confuse his gentleness with weakness. Nothing could be further from the truth. And he would remind you that he is gentle and he's humble in heart. Jonathan, if you could help me. And finally, here's his promise. To the person who says, I can't do it. To the, to the person who has given up. 
to the person who's even tempted to give up because you're so exhausted. Jesus says that his yoke is easy. The one that he's giving to you, his yoke is easy. And his burden is light. Remember when I talked about the burden that the Pharisees put on the Jewish people back then? 600 extra religions uh, or, or regulations, regulations just about the Sabbath, let alone about what to wear, what to eat, where to go. Burdensome. And Jesus said, look, if, if, if your idea of serving God is that, and it's no wonder you're weary and burdened, he said, tell you what, my burden's light. My burden is light. Because all Jesus commands you to do is to be faithful. Be faithful. He's not sending a dollar amount at you. He's not giving you X amount of hours that you've got to do this every single day. That's not what he's doing. He says, my burden's light. You be faithful. And please, stop comparing. Stop comparing your relationship with God with someone else's. I want to be the most faithful Phil Anderson I could possibly be. And that may not look like, in fact, it won't look like any of you. But that's okay. And there's some areas where I got some work to do. I'll be honest with you. Even though I'm an ordained minister, I've, I, I, got, some, I got some work to do. And so do you. And so do you. So I'm reminded as I try to be as much like him as I can be, I'm reminded that the burden that he puts on me is not heavy with a bunch of extra stuff piled onto the scriptures, but, but I'm reminded that his burden is light. It's light. I just need to be faithful. So my question is, do you need rest today? Are you weary? Are you burdened? Maybe through no fault of your own. It just, life has hit you. You aged 20 years last year. Some of you know what I'm talking about. Jesus would say, come to me. Come to me. Let me give you rest. Take my yoke. Let me deal with the heavy stuff. Because my yoke's easy. My burden's light. But since we're in this yoke together, can I show you some stuff about you? And show you some stuff about me? That's going to make this whole trip a lot easier. That's what the Lord would say to you today. Will you stand with me? Did you get anything out of this today? I want to offer you what Jesus offers you. Rest. And you'll say, Pastor Phil, I, I, I just, I need to ask him for rest. I'm not even going to have a show of hands. I'm just going to pray. That's what I'm going to do. 
And I, I am going to give you the chance to do step one. And that's turn to Him. Turn to Him. And that means we pray to Him. We say, God, all right, this is where I'm at. And, and maybe you just need to get gut level honest with God. And trust me, He can handle you. And He can handle your prayer. So just pour out your heart to Him. And then transfer that weight. Take His yoke. Let, let Him deal with the stuff that you can't control. Let, give Him the stuff that you can't control. And let Him teach you today. So actually, the response to this message, it begins in here, but it very much continues as soon as you leave here. So I want to give you a chance to call out to the Lord, to come to Him and ask Him, Lord, give me rest. And when you're done praying, and we invite you, you could pray at the altar, you could turn at your seat, you could sit in your seat. We're just going to make this room a place of prayer. And when God releases you, you can consider yourself dismissed. And I know we love to fellowship. Can we do that in the lobby so that we don't disturb anybody who might be praying? Okay? So I'm going to, I'm going to pray when I say amen. I'm going to turn you loose. Jesus, you are my source of rest. <laughs> so today, I, I anticipate that there will be a number of people who need to come to you. And so Jesus, we pray that you will do what you always do, that you'll meet us right where we're at. And, and God this morning when we pray we will give you control of the things that we can't control in the first place that's the yoke that's the exchange that's the transfer that needs to take place and so lord i pray that i pray that the weight of the weariness would be lifted and speak to us through your spirit and through your word so now meet with us i pray jesus and it's in your precious and holy name that we pray. Amen. If you need to pray, feel free to do so right now. If God's released you, you can consider yourself dismissed. God bless.